Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I have three members of my firefighting family. I have Ash. Hey guys. I have Scott. Hello there. And tonight with us for the first time is an honorary member of our department. (laughs) Department. He's a member of our department. Honorary member of the department. No, that that means means he's not not really one. Oh, he's not really one? No, no, he's actually a member. Matt, are you not really a member? I'm legit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm legit. <laughs> Matt! Hey! <laughs> and me and well, my thank you. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I didn't know that. There you go. English. Anyway. Weird. <laughs> English. Isn't it English your language? <laughs> yeah, second. I moved to Canada. Huh. Um, so, tonight, uh, we've got... We Obviously, you've probably seen the posts from earlier today. Um which were us doing the Swiftwater stuff. Uh, we had Rescue Canada and uh, Adam Laurie come in and teach us a whole bunch of awesome things. Um, can't recommend the man enough. He taught us a lot of really good stuff over that two-day period. We did both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Saturday was interesting. We will go through it. Actually, Friday as well. Yeah, some of us did Friday some as well. Fr- yeah. yes, yes, for the first time with the, the officer stuff. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get into that anyway. We'll talk about that in a bit. And then uh, Sunday was some scenario pieces, which was today. But before we get into that, Ash, what you got for me? Well, Carl, I think we have shout-outs. Um, <laughs> this is so smooth. Um, as always, we'd like to lead off with uh, Chief Miller. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitters. Uh Gmail, MySpace, all, all the... Uh, I think we verified the MySpace account. Yeah, yeah the MySpace mm, might be a rumor. Uh, but check him out, guys. He uh, he shares all sorts of really good content. Ours, other podcasters, other um, interweb people. Uh, really, really good there. He's been great, great to us. So make sure if you haven't, and if you haven't, I'd be shocked. Uh, but head on over there. Give, give that guy some love. Um, Modus. Those guys are great. Um, I'm not right up there, right? Um, give those guys uh, a little bit of action. They've uh, been gracious enough to extend a bit of a discount for all of uh, our followers. So we're we're really happy to pass that on to you guys. Uh, they do their snagger tool. They do their door wedges. Uh, they have some new product coming out that they're just finishing up right now. So watch out for that. Uh, so head on over there, and uh, it's uh, DTFF five. And uh, again, we talked about uh, they're a small company starting out. Um, five five percent's pretty pretty special. And that we, they're able uh, to hand that off to us. So just a note on that: Did we, did we post that picture of the Snagger tool being used? No. So the right. Snagger picks mm-hmm. just Snagger received picks. again. Yeah. We will get them up, but on that note, mm-hmm. after last week's practice, <laughs> the guys really put those things through their through their paces. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were using them on the two and a halfs and the one and a halfs, but the two yeah, and a half and, especially, yeah. Two and a half. Yeah. it made such an impact showing yeah. the use of those things on the two and a half that we are looking to potentially grab one for everybody in the department, hopefully. Is yeah, the, is the, mm-hmm. yeah which is the kind of look it, and that came from, you know, yeah. officer side. So 
we're looking at uh, a few to start, and then mm-hmm. hopefully next year's budget. It, it was just uh, night and day to run that two and a half with the Yeah, alone, team. which is nice, yeah, right? We ran so. it by ourselves. We moved around. You could stand up with it mm-hmm. and move around. Um, which anyone who's run a two and a half solo. And you didn't get tired is the key. Yeah, yeah. knows that. Yeah, you could be in there for quite a bit of time. So, I mean, that's one thing that we really want to get across to you guys is. I mean, these are companies and products that we're really standing behind. Uh, they've been gracious enough to allow us to demo some of their product. Uh, and in turn, yeah, we are. Uh, we liked it so much, we are buying some for us. Uh, so that's really, really good. Um, the same thing over to RZ Masks. Um, they let us demo some of theirs. Uh, they, they had a, a couple of different uh, series masks that they sent sent over to us. We ended up going with the M1. Uh, it was uh, quick to put on and off. Um, seems seems to work out for, for what we use them for the best. And same same thing, we're uh, picking up that one we did approve right away, one for every member. So we, uh, as an apartment, have, uh, yeah, we, we bought into those guys and we're, we're uh, grabbing, I don't know, whatever, it's 40. Be 40, so we'll have some spares, right? So, and they've also uh, offered a discount code to all of our listeners, and this one's tailored, uh, they, they've kind of extended it to a few people. Uh, they're getting one specifically for us, I think, so they can track any sort of transactions, but uh, for right now, it's going to be the same deal. Um, as we'll be getting later on, but this one is under, what is it again? Public mm-hmm. Safety. Public Safety. Yeah, so head on over to their <clears> website <throat> there. Uh, they've been gracious enough to help us out. We'd love <clears throat> to see you guys head on over there if you're considering buying one. Uh, yeah, that'd be really, really good. Yeah. We don't just say it because they, they gave us free stuff. Literally, they sent us some demo masks. Mm-hmm. We used them, we tested them, we love them. Uh, they've done nothing else apart from that portion and give us yeah. the code and we just want to pass that on to you so we're not sponsored or affiliated by them in any way it literally mm-hmm. just is the sense that it's good stuff yeah. and it works and it does the trick so mm-hmm. you know just so you don't think there's anything else behind it because yeah they're I mean really we're not getting any kickbacks from either of these companies other no. than they're allowing us to to help demo some mm-hmm. some product right so um, they they gave us a few both of those companies were were now purchasing um, some for everybody and then some for some to start. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's really good. What else do we got up there, guys? Uh, I am responding. We, we always give give them a, a little bit of love to start out with as well uh, for all of your responding needs, <laughs> I think I say. Um, yeah, it works, works great. You Works for us? Generally, yeah. I mean, it seems, seems to be working great for us. We, we always kind of say that we, we have some some like mapping issues and that's things that we're working on uh, but the good thing is is I think Kev's been working with them directly and they're trying to help us get past that so um, they're a really good good company uh, they were willing to uh, kind of build something one off for Kev so he was able to uh, use their app in our training which is really good so um, yeah they're not this uh you know, company that you pay money for, you use it, and they don't really work, work with you. These guys work with you. It's been working for us, so we like that. And I think lastly, um, we'll give some love to our uh, brothers down at uh, Bar, the old Brotherhood Academy Radio. Um, don't really have anything witty to say this this time. 
Yeah. They, uh, it's been it's been a long week. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been, been a long week, week against. It's uh, been the week of uh, NBA's here. Yes. Man, wow, yeah, yes. yeah. As as we said before, we're not really first responder hall, but we uh, do extrication, and we've had uh, multiple multiple per day. <laughs> Which has been uh, my start first summer. season here. Yeah. Start of summer, man. Mm-hmm. And if I could track the distance in, I'm trying to think here, is loose poop and hockey sticks. <laughs> as Nick from... What? Bar- yeah. We do distance in moose poop and hockey sticks. <laughs> Nick. On his, I think it was on his own personal Facebook page. He brilliant. posts up and tags me. He says, uh, I don't know, something about Canadian. There's a picture of a couple of Mounties and I think there was a maple syrup joke in there but trying to track distance and moose poop and hockey sticks and yeah I don't know genius Bar yeah. yeah check them out give them a listen mm-hmm. Scott we're not doing news what are we doing well I yeah, guess it was news once upon a time yeah once upon a time well but now it's not news yeah it's I'm looking and uh you know maybe originally we might be a little off but that's okay oh really it'll still relate now we were discussing the other night at the hall here um, we were discussing bleeding and active shooters and mass, casualty. mass casualty incidents and, mm-hmm. and the chief said well when was the last time that happened what did he say when was the last time a bus accident happened a school bus accident mm-hmm. right and I said no that's kind of how we led into uh, like when, when if we get away from the the active shooter um, that's a tough one in a smaller community to try to bring up and speak about so we thought, okay well, let's let's make it something like we might actually have like say a school bus crashes because um, you're gonna have a lot of kids probably some other vehicles involved right so there's a, a, a potential mass mass casualty or mass victim and that's where we're getting in so sorry Go on. and so ash looked it up and it was like 12 hours like yeah previous. oh okay yeah like when was the last time that happened <laughs> so then i i asked ash can you look up when when was the last um, fatality in a school fire and he that Ash I think first thing he found was 1958 mm-hmm. do a little bit more looking uh, that might not be the case but it looks like it still is either way it says here um, this is from the um, from FEMA which is the Americans version of I guess what would we have here that would be like FEMA I don't know red car I don't know anyways yeah they did a study and basically there was uh, very very few fatalities um, if any, um, mm-hmm. f- for many, many years. So, and very few f- uh, injuries in the school fire. So our point was, um, how many school drills you do a year? Is there, you know, there's fire extinguishers, there's um, hoses in every in every building, every school. Maybe the reason why there hasn't been any injuries or, or fatalities is because of those things. Mm-hmm. So this leads into the the the, um, the point we we're making which was um, the stop the bleed campaign that is going on um, and it's really it's it's fairly large in in the states and it's coming up here and uh, timeless todd and i shout out shout out <laughs> timeless todd we just recently received our um, instructor certification which actually is quite simple to get if you are a first responder emr paramedic or or a a um, law enforcement. You just basically you have to be one of those people. You take the course, and then or take a stop at bleeding um, type course, where you're learning how to use tourniquets. <clears throat> you can then apply to be an instructor for stop the bleed, and you can help present this material. And it's important because uh, it 
you can provide it from there's they have powerpoints that start right from like grade four i believe todd said was it earliest all the way up to we can provide it to local police um, fire etc so right up to first responder level the same program can be provided to all these same people and so that's one thing we're starting to roll um todd and I are starting to really ramp up we're going to start maybe teaching more classes on it because it's I feel it's important and it's also easy to easy to do. It's a fairly easy course, it only takes like an hour, but it's it it's one of the things that's preventable in a trauma is is blood is stopping blood loss. Right? Yeah, like for for example, when we at the ATAC course as well, you know, we, we had the we had uh, one of the guys there turn around and said, you know, is it important that first responders know this information or is it more important that everybody knows this information because it's not technically difficult stuff you just need to know it and when you know it you know it and you can perform the actions and especially if you have these kits just like we've got aeds and stuff scattered mm -hmm. around the uh, place all over now including schools and public buildings etc etc yeah. if these kits were made available in those same locations and everyone was trained to a standard where they could do these things you could save so many more lives so instead of just looking at it as a first responder perspective, if you could look at it from a perspective of helping your community and, the, and your neighbor, mm -hmm. it would be much better off if everybody understood how these things worked, knew where they were, and how to apply them and, and function with them. It would save so many more lives. Yeah, and Stop the Bleed has actually more mounted kits that communities can purchase. Mm -hmm. Put them up in there, basically look like an AED. They even have a plastic shroud, same thing as an AED, right. so the little alarm will sound when you open it. Mm -hmm. So some random person just can't open it and take all the tourniquets out and run away. Run away. So uh, I think it's important. Yeah. Now, is that Todd or is that Dr. Sparrow that said, I think it's Todd, but he was on that weekend and he said that the goal is to have a Stop the Bleed kit hanging next to every yeah, AED in Canada. So if there's one hanging, you get both. Yeah. Yeah, pretty impressive. Which is yeah, yeah, it's genius. Pretty big turn, mm -hmm. and it's good because th this course has a lot of uh, like it's got a you know short PowerPoint session, and then everything else is hands on. So we do hands on tourniquet applications and hands on wound packing. Yeah, there's no chest seals, uh, just for whatever reason. You know, chest seal you you need to go to the hospital anyway, so quickly. So they just teach wound packing and um, tourniquet application, and and of course um, pressure, drug pressure. Yeah, <clears throat> worth a look. Uh, look in your area. They're really easy to find online. Really easy to sign up for courses, especially if you are EMR, first responder, however you want to put it. If you are one of us or one of the family or extended family, you can get it and you can do it and you can get involved. I believe it's stopthebleed.org. Yeah, that sounds right. Take a look. <laughs> and on we go. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure dressings on them? Uh, in the kits? Yeah. I think so. I haven't really looked too in depth in the kits. I know that it had tourniquets. Yeah. So, before we get into everything else, mm -hmm. Mr. Matt. Oh, hey. <laughs> so, Matt, just give us a quick quick rundown. Because uh, obviously, Matt is, uh, you've, you've heard us talk about Matt previously um, on a few podcasts when we talked about our fellow paramedics that are also our firefighters. You know that we're not a first responder hall, but when we do get in those situations, especially with MVIs, um, Matt or um, or uh, Warren are normally the guys that we, we throw on truck because they know their stuff into that and backwards, uh -huh. and they're a massive, massive help on scene. So Matt, maybe just give us a quick, 
quick He's also a rope guru. He is a rope mm-hmm. guru. He's the rope whisperer. Close your eyes and put your hands behind your back. I was expecting that a kick. behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting a kick or something. Straight Way to go, straight. Kelsey. <laughs> you did it today, though. I did. Uh, I don't know. I've been a part of the fire department for seven years, I think. Uh, I work at uh, a local ski area. Uh, I do some different things. Uh, I like ropes. I I, I suggested that what we should have is a podcast that says, what's your reading material in your bathroom? Probably wasn't going to go well, but mine has rope books in it and rescue books in it and on rope. Uh, a real legendary book. Soap on a rope. Should lend those to Scott. Because yeah. <laughs> he loved knots. Yeah, they're not so much. Uh, didn't book. There you go. That's what you're reading in your bathroom. Garfield. I know. I'm a concert rigger too. I do some concerts, uh, rigging for concerts, and uh, I've had to do some stints doing film work. Uh, I have a friend who got me into some more I guess it was kind of through the fire department but I got into rope rescue or swift water stuff now taking in courses in a couple different places uh, yeah I, I like ropes too <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't think anything would make me poop quicker than a rope book to read <laughs> and I'm done, <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> oh and I like burning fire hose there you go yes another time that you would have heard of that actually <laughs> How many, how many links of fire hose have you lost to this I, I'm not sure. <laughs> but I think my problem is, is that kind of I run, I don't know, I perhaps run a bit more than I should on my own schedule and program <laughs> than officers and others would like. But people Matt, tolerate me. Mike goes rogue quite often. <laughs> yeah, we don't call freelancing anymore. So no, let's go on Matt. <laughs> um, yeah, so Matt is uh, Matt's an integral part of uh, of the fire family for sure. Um, been around for a while, knows his stuff, and uh, we lean on him for a lot of different bits and pieces around the hall. Very, very important character. And today he was one of the guys who was helping um, teach us because obviously Matt's been through many, many swift water courses and uh, river related training um, when it comes to rescues on, on the rivers. And so he was integral today in, and yesterday teaching us bits and pieces on, on stuff. So what we'll start with is uh, Rescue Canada um, with Adam Laurie uh, came out on Friday <laughs> Uh, did something very specific for our captains, which they haven't done before. Um, yeah, which pilot I, program. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's the first yeah. time it was started. Yeah. It was uh, the officers here. Bob wanted something to to get officers trained up and uh, went to Adam, who's produced uh, courses for us in the past and run courses for us in the past. And he says, yeah, we can do something and went away for the last year and put his brain to it and came up with something and how did it go I think uh, Friday night well yeah Friday, you know both nights were good. Friday night was really good because it was uh, you know it was all we sat down at, in the classroom and it was PowerPoint but it wasn't PowerPoint it wasn't it was our, death what, by yeah, PowerPoint PowerPoint right? wasn't our main focus it was like yeah it was it was a good a good kind of PowerPoint when you, when you put the thing the, the slide up and then you discuss the slide for for 20 minutes right it wasn't like there's a slide we're gonna read it okay we're next page wasn't any of that <laughs> so we had good discussions um it was good for the officers that were there which was most of our guys i think we were short one on friday night friday night we were short one um 
it was good for them because it, it did give them that flavor and they understand a little bit more um, and, and how our role fits into that that structure of basically how we can work with the Swift Water guys because before this what would happen is the officers there's no officers trained on Swift Water except for Grant yeah except for Grant that was a, like a couple of years ago so um, when we go to a Swift Water call the Swiftwater guys would naturally kind of take over. But there was no real, like, <clears throat> like they were, they, you know, we also need them to do their, jo- their job on the river. So mm-hmm. it, sometimes they would eat up manpower because they'd be coming up and being like, this is what we need to do now. So it was almost like we'd have an incident commander, but the incident commander didn't know what really was going on because they're not, they're not water rescue guys. They don't really understand the water that much. But then, you know, like the Swiftwater guys would have to kind of step out of the water, tell the incident commander what was happening. So it was kind of like a waste of manpower. Uh, so there's this, a lot of relaying back and forth and random yeah and then the incident commander doesn't he's like I guess I guess we're doing it right I don't know yeah. like, and you know and our job as captains and, and ICs are just to oversee like just take a step back uh-huh. look around make a call and to make the, look at the big picture um, so. whereas when sometimes when because I you know I took the tech course um, I didn't recertify this year but I have recertified in the past because um, sometimes when you're, you're on the river you're like at river level you're not seeing the whole picture you're seeing I'm seeing my what we're doing I'm seeing the guy across the river or wherever I am, but I don't see the whole upstream, downstream, mm-hmm. everything that's going on. So the officer, this officer course really helped, like it was meant to marry us into that Swiftwater guys. And it was good because it isn't like, it wasn't like, hey, we're taken away from, or we're suddenly going to start bossing the Swiftwater guys around. Because first of all, that's not the way our department runs. No. We train enough. Like we try to train. And Swiftwater, we, I know I do leave, like Swiftwater training is a little lax for us because again a certain amount of training days only a few swift water calls a year so I have to, we have to balance how much training time we relay on that but um, it's important for us to um, get that training time I can't remember where I'm going with this <laughs> <laughs> I think I think one of the one of the things you were saying there was you the, the officers taking that big picture and right. being able to detach. You're right, because one of the things I noticed, one of the biggest things I noticed was when I was down on the river, you can't hear a thing. Like, it's mm. so difficult. The guy next to you, fine, clear and yeah. clear as day. And I think that's why in that course portion, when they're talking about the hand signals and the whistle blows, there's those small portions of coordination that do help, but they never tell the full picture. So you need to understand what's going on on the river, because if you do not, then no matter how many hand signals are going on, you have no idea what's actually happening. So it was good to see the mix of us new guys, because I'd never run it before, and there was a good group of us that hadn't done that. And then there was the group of people that had been there before, that were recertifying, that were kind of running that portion of the show. So you got to see the action going on. You got to help set up for the things, especially some of the rope stuff going across, um, going across the road, which you can talk about Matt in a sec here. Um, and uh, just watching that and then seeing the hand signals and how that, that played out was was instrumental because that noise level with the river running and again it wasn't even running yeah. fast for us it wasn't that wasn't it's pretty low it's about the lowest I've yeah, seen it in, yeah. in June but it's sort of really yeah. difficult to hear even when you were still on the bridge you know I'm sure some of you have seen the video Scott and Ash were still up on the bridge it was difficult to hear them shout when that whole when we were in the drop zone there and it was just going like you couldn't you couldn't hear hardly anything it was big shouts so something you kind of take take for for granted for sure yeah, yeah. so from the officer standpoint then it, it went pretty well it was a good way of kind of introducing people to it getting you guys on board 
and uh, and kind of getting you introduced to that extra portion, or at least everyone introduced to that extra mm-hmm. portion of, of what is understanding. Yeah, the supportive management is what uh, yeah. uh, Adam wanted us to learn. Like also, like, we're not just, because we have to support these guys, or you guys now, mm-hmm. um, in doing that, in doing the job. We're not just there to say, hey, do this, do that. Uh, we're there to support, which we always do. And that's mm-hmm. what, that's how we, that's how we roll. Yeah. Where you don't really, we're not like, there's no, there's, yeah, there's no, there's no, it's not there's very rarely autocratic, autocratic as we go, whoa, that's a callback from episode three or something. <laughs> um, uh, we're, no, we very rarely need to go autocratic because most of the guys, just from, through training sake, we, we get mm-hmm. the job done. Yeah. Um, so Saturday. Saturday. Uh, Saturday started with a really interesting kind of just quick rundown of the hydraulics and bits and pieces of, of kind of what water does as it hits certain things with eddies and things like that. Um, Matt can probably extend a little bit more on that and, and the eddies and bits and pieces. Um, but with that stuff, it was good to kind of, it was good to see initially. It was much easier actually in the pictures that Adam was drawing to understand again, like to go back through that way and have them explain it as well. Kind of, you've got to do like a pre-qualification online, right? Before you can go into the actual war and do the course. So the night before you, I kind of went through that and, and got it done. But it was interesting to see the stuff there and then get out on the river and go, okay, that's an eddy. And you know, that's a hydraulic or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And have that kind of thing. Here's the bubbles, just the difference. When, when me and Matt right at the end there were messing around and Matt was showing me kind of the, the ledge of the current as it dropped off and if you stayed on top um, of the of the layer, it would actually just move you around the bend and not drag you under. It was just it's interesting things like that was kind of the, the initial portion, and then later on um, we then moved into the war and uh, Adam tried drowning us and killing us with trees and. <laughs> so maybe you could talk a bit, a little bit uh, about what day one was, Matt, because I'm sure, for me, it was pretty intense. But for you, I'm sure you've been through it multiple times and and uh, you're you're a little bit more lax out there. In the, river, <clears throat> the river flow was pretty low. It was pretty low. And just to get this out there, Matt's a massive joker as well. So <laughs> when it comes to a lot of these things, Matt takes it super calm, super easy. The jokes are kind of falling around. He knows his stuff. So he, yeah, he's, he, he can get himself out of the situations he's putting himself in. But yeah, he's, uh, he's a lot of fun out on the scene. So Matt. Well, I'm going to quote you on that one. So <laughs> I'm hold that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so our course was done on perhaps the most disappointing river of all time. (laughs) We were joking on Friday night as we were driving around that we should have just gone to the water park and (laughs) played under the buckets and that would have been a little bit more exciting. We did find a section that of water that you could do some things in but uh, that was not the most exciting river ever. I, I think the, the good thing about this river level right now is the fact that you guys could go into those low head dam drop structure type things. Because that's something we don't normally get to do. Yeah. I think that's that, like today, was really good when you guys got to go into there. So <clears throat> the course on Friday or Saturday was right. pretty. Right. But, but for those who are new, so the water wasn't very good, but we actually found a natural log as opposed to, so they do, we do a an entrapment or avoiding some hazards and how to handle hazards and one that is a part of the curriculum is how are you going to handle it if you get caught up in a strainer or a log jam and how you can handle it. And so normally to replicate that uh, we have to put a log in the water and tie it off and 
another course that I did. You know, it, it's just not quite real, and it's all. A pipe it's good. At one time, wasn't it? Yeah, we've got a pipe, and yeah. in Princeton we had a tree, and yeah. uh, but that was a long way. Anyway, doesn't matter. And uh, this was a real log, and it was angled, so it was interesting and relevant, and the the water was deep enough. So that was good on the Saturday. That was that was perhaps a, a highlight, which normally, and so we spent more time on that than we normally do. And today we did a little bit of throw bag practice, worst throw bag practice scenario you could ever do because it was you could like it was knee deep, legitimately yeah. <laughs> in some spots, uh, and the river wasn't or the, the the water wasn't moving very quickly. It. Uh, it certainly didn't give you a great perspective of why you'd want a throw bag and how to, you know, the forces that can be uh, put on it. And that, so that wasn't great. And the line across was, got done, but it certainly didn't demonstrate uh, how hard it can be to swim across the river with the, with the, the three-eighths rope. And, but then we got into a drop structure. So we have all these drop structures along our uh, channel river and uh, they're all kind of interesting. They funnel it in, but they all have at least one, if not two, low head dam structures that sit behind them, uh, somewhat submerged. And if you look at them from the top, they, they have ominous signs like you're going to die and drown. And it, they do a good job. The people <laughs> the who are the, the people, the, yeah, the drowning machine, the drowning, yeah. <clears throat> they do a really good job of making, like, yeah, I could probably swim through that, but if I get killed, it would be like, you're the biggest idiot in the world because. <laughs> every every right sign there. says this is a bad idea. Yeah, and so anyway, but the conditions were right today, uh, with the water, uh, the temperature was good, and so we got to play in those. And I think everybody was timid about it, and well, but I, it turned into a great experience. And by the end of it, there's a good picture of yeah, you thinking. Yeah. If you said, "Hey, here's a picture." But you could go back in time and look at it when we're all going there. You go, yeah, that ain't, that's not from here. Yeah. So that so that made it interesting. So it took a course that would be a little bit unorthodox, or a course that would have been lame. And as Adam has that ability and skill to do, he makes it relevant to where you are, makes it interesting. And I don't think you guys would know this, but um, he he manages in his a little way of taking something that perhaps wasn't tried before um, and giving it a go and not necessarily letting everybody know that it was like, yeah, we're just trying something new. Um, yeah. He's creative that way. That's good. So, Which is, I think, we, why we get along with him, because we do a lot of we do stuff that yeah. just going to try. Tends to happen. See what it's like. The, uh, one of the things that I really liked that we did, and we, we had practiced it on day one, was the kind of the the uh, the triangle right the triangle of people displacing the water around us creating our own eddy essentially with um, with a guy in front and then two and then three and then four and and displacing that water around us we use that then to actually walk uh, backwards up to the drop structure on day two and rescue um, a, a, a it was actually Matt it was Matt yeah on the <laughs> other side reach down rescue Matt and pull him back up over by displacing some of that water off and away from him we were able to get down and grab it it, it seemed it seemed like a really 
strange way of doing it where we're just gonna because you, you wouldn't have been able to stand there if it was just you right mm. you, you really kind of and I, I said it first thing this morning when Adam asked me what did I learn it was like water is completely humbling right that time it was like we gotta go try out the tree who's in for I'm in I'm in first I'm totally doing this there's no way that tree's gonna beat me and the tree beat me and it beat me and it beat me and it just it, I got it in the end but it beat me every time. So the, the tree and, tra- and I want to talk about the tree and I want to talk about the, the leg, uh, the leg portion as well when, when you're your foot trapped. Um, the tree portion for me was one of the, one of the best things on that entire course. Cause you think you can do it. You, Hold on, set the stage yeah. for the tree. Okay. Cause it's not like a tree. You set the stage for the tree and then I'll carry it. it the scenario is it's a tree at approximately water level. Yeah. yeah so it's a it's a hazard it's not a tree on the side as you were saying I'm like uh, yeah. it's not like a tree on the side that you're going to tie a rope to or mm-hmm. make a rope swing off it it's a hazard in the river yeah it goes across so the, that, makes, that makes you stop it does make <laughs> you stop mm-hmm. and so the, the the point is that the, the the force of the water is pushing you chest first into now the log that is across the river space and your legs have gone under and your your kind of top half is holding on to the top of the log and what do you do and the first thing i'm trying to do is obviously i'm trying to fight the water in the way of pull myself up and try and get my legs out from underneath me wait why don't you just go under <laughs> well <laughs> that's what happened multiple times because i couldn't get myself out so in, re- in real life why why don't you go under because you don't know what's down there and right. you want to come out the other side why is it called a strainer? Because water it, goes through and yeah. stuff doesn't. Stuff doesn't. <laughs> and stuff being you. Yeah, yeah. So you could you could obviously risk like you know your PFD entrapments. You're trapped down under the water on a branch because your PFD is trapped underneath there. Your foot gets trapped in roots. You have no idea what's underneath. But in this instance, obviously a training scenario, there was nothing under apart from just rocks and and uh, some dismay after you kind of missed it about four or five times. But once we had learned the process of how to do it even then the task was still tough to do. And it is basically stretch your arms out as far as you can, work your knees into the space, then get your feet up on the log, stand up straight, and walk yourself up and round and over the top. Sounds so easy. So it sounds (laughs) extremely easy. And for me, it was, I had to put myself into a jujitsu mindset of, I need to do this one piece at a time. It's extremely uncomfortable, but I have to do one point and then two point and just kind of build your house. But from the from the back up, it was really weird. But once I got through that stage, it I did it and it was great. And watching other people do it as well, you could see the same thing. You know, there was a few moments of oh shit, my head's gone under. Right, you're gonna get that. It was just it was really really uh, really awesome. It was a fantastic fantastic piece. I think for me. Um, yeah, yeah, it was good. Not to power. It was a, it's this rinky-dinky little flow. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody was caught off guard, especially those who hadn't done the course, that when you got put on the log, you're like, oh, yeah, this isn't going to be so bad. And then, as soon as you hit the log <laughs> and you stop and the water piles up behind you, you're like, yeah, okay, I didn't see this. This isn't how I, this isn't how I envisioned our little water course applying pressure yeah. well it's like adam was telling us uh friday night i think he's like you know water is fine like so far is fine so if you imagine yourself walking down uh, a tunnel you're just walking along and then there's a bunch of trucks driving behind you 
slowly at the same pace as you, but then you stop, or the trucks start to stop, and dunk, 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 they start hitting into you, and that's what the water's like, because it's relentless, and it'll keep pushing, 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 and you can't shut it off, because it's a freaking river. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, what do you do? You build your house. <laughs> you build your house while trying to stand on a log. It was tough, man. It was really tough. Uh, I don't know. I'll see if we can find a video. So I did. Did uh, I wonder if Adam maybe took some video of that at some point? We have some from a while ago too. From yeah, the last yeah there'd be some stuff. We should we should see if we can find something and throw something up because it was an interesting way of doing it, and I I had no idea that was the best way of doing it. Right? You, you just you try you you won't you go into instant brute strength mode of I can flick my legs out of this, and you just can. There is just no way you can do it apart from that way. That maybe there may be other ways of doing it. Because potentially, the, but that way. The first, the first way when you see one of those coming, you swim as hard as you can, right? And yeah, dolphin, to go over, right? over. You just kind of you, you yeah. kick your arms up and you flip yeah. yourself over, yeah. and you, you do you dolphin yeah. swim over the top. Um, the water takes you. Know, but. Dolphin swim is the right word, but that's why. I remember when we did it two or two courses ago, like two researches ago, and we had a very high heavy flow, and and I think you were the only one that almost or succeeded, but you you ended up like <laughs> underwater for quite a while, and then you popped up. Okay, I may have touched the bottom too. Yeah, yeah, I think you touched the bottom <laughs> with yourself, and because I remember, when I was, oh, Matt's underwater, and because it was such such a heavy flow, not I, none of us could. We we're just like, ah, and then sucked under the water. <laughs> Matt managed to get himself into position, but I remember, yeah, I remember it forced you under the water, wrong way. Oh, uh, come to, you're gonna keep talking, but remind me about <laughs> flow and good times. Okay, okay, okay. I'll come to you. The other one, the other big one, was the. Uh, well, there was two other portions. The uh, the foot entrapment, uh, rope around the leg, um, having to reach up while you are you are your leg is kind of caught upstream. You are being pushed and forced downstream, facing a mouthful of water. You have to go under, pull your knife, and cut the rope to be able to free your leg. Um, some interesting faces through that one, I think that we've seen. Um, a few guys struggle more than others I being one of them I think I got lucky because I kind of stepped up first and uh, I, I think we were we were too we were in the shallows a little bit further so I kind of got lucky after that Matt and Adam moved out a little bit further so the other guys had a little bit more of a deeper segment um, but still not easy and then the other one the, the kind of final one of the day was the um, the PFD escape and that is there is a rope tied around your PFD uh, around the, the top and Adam holds you into war and it's one two three ready go and you are dunked and you need to get your PFD off and you, you need to do that quick uh, during that process you are constantly thinking check 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 you know how many zippers how many buckles how many times did I go through what do I need to pull off of here and you know it's that it's that process and again I went back to the the jiu-jitsu thing of close your eyes, figure it out with your eyes closed, and then and then do it that way. And it worked, and it was very yeah. helpful. <clears throat> Not only like the calmness of jiu-jitsu, but also the uh, be comfortable being uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable. Be comfortable being uncomfortable, because that's what you're gonna be. You're gonna be underwater, uncomfortable. Yeah. And it and it, like when I you know when I've done this in the past, it's like yeah, I can hold my breath for over a minute. But when, when you get dunked in the cold water and your suddenly you going. can't hold your breath for five seconds, mm-hmm. you start like, oh my god, what's going on? So yeah, you gotta. Yeah, I find it hard sometimes, but it's like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But watching guys who are used to like who are very skilled in the water, like Matt and Jason, and those kind of guys and Grant, they're just like 
Like to them, it's like nothing. Yeah. I think that's what it's evolved, that that portion has evolved. And I think it's now, it's as much about getting out of your PFD as being calm, like being underwater and going, okay, let's just figure out a problem, work through the problem, relaxed, um, taking your time, do it right. And, and then coming up and going, I've got time. I was like conscientious. The message I wanted to send when I did mine this week was like, let's be under there. Let's go slow. Let's just do it. This isn't a big deal. And isn't my favorite statement, slow, smooth and smooth as fast. And there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You could definitely see that too. During it for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, it was a really, really good Saturday. And then, obviously, today was get to play in the drop structure for basically the entire day. We did some throwback stuff at the beginning, but the drop structure yeah. was really where the kind of fun <laughs> began. Um, we did some rope pieces as well. Matt, you want, what did we do with the ropes? The uh, so oh, We set up some tension diagonals for ferry and people cross. Right, right. So once it's set up, makes it so you're going to get across without everybody having to swim. Yeah. And first guy it sucks for and we've done the tension diagonal on like pretty much every but we've thought about, it's a go-to move yeah, given go-to our move, environment yeah because yeah. often there, I mean there's one island in particular in our river that people get stuck on because people try to tube down in the wrong time of year and they get stuck on this one island because basically all the all the debris piles up there and you know if you look at if you look at the end of the season there's like just tubes and and floaties Canadian tire summer yeah. business yeah. is on that yeah. like, I remember we walked down that one year we walked down in low season and we just went for a walk on the river like oh, the Swiftwater crew mm. and you know so now it's like towering debris everywhere and I was like floaty floaty <laughs> flip flops floaty um, snorkel mask it was like you know all that stuff thankfully I, I'm assuming these people all got out alive because we haven't been told these people were dead but there's like there's a, I, every time I see one of the floaties that just popped and ripped apart of like I wonder what, what the story was of that person. Jules. Because we probably didn't, like, we didn't come save them because we would have known. But, right. you know, but there is times when they hit they hit these uh, root balls and they hit these things. And next thing now they're on this, and this one island in particular is we probably rescued, like, 15 different people off this island over, you know, f- four different times. And so it's like, it's, you know, so their go-to move is, is this tension angle because it's usually multiple people are stuck on this island. And it's really good for multiple people. It's funny and sort of challenging because of that. I remember one of my first Swift Order calls that I went on just as manpower. We were tasked with uh, basically scouting the river to see because we were trying to put eyes out to find these people, but we, we couldn't find them. And I was like, oh, I think I see some out there. And there was somebody with us, and it might have been Grant. He's like, oh, no, I saw that there last week. It's a floaty. Okay, right. And then we keep on going down. Oh, 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 what's that? Oh, no, 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 no. That was there already, too. <laughs> so we have all these pieces of floaty and debris. It makes it challenging when you're trying to see the person that's trapped. Yeah. So, I mean, these people, were like, they called in. They were just out and, you know, stuck on an island. So it was good, but we didn't know whereabouts out on the river that they were. Um, they, they were giving us bad details. I don't know, we're stuck. Or one of them got out. Um, and walked out, and they called him and said, I got buddies that are out there. Oh, it was last year, yeah. <clears throat> what was it? The guy right. in the red shorts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that was on the last Because we thought the guy was towards the ground, but he actually came up and found us. And said, right. I, he's the one that swam away. It's like, nobody, we're still looking for these guys. I know I am those guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then he got, and then he brought us to his friends who were, mm-hmm. the rest of them stuck on the island. That's right. So we did some tension line stuff. And that was super interesting, actually, using the lines, hooking in with your, uh, with your carabiners there and just letting the current drag you across. Um, that was that was interesting to see because initially when again it was one of those things this is the portion where I was talking about the communication side of things it was hands on heads and tapping and slapping and you know gozing and stops and and trying to figure stuff out back and forth and it was super interesting to watch and I was asking a lot of questions of, of you and Spence as always like Spence is really good with ropes too so it was interesting to hear yeah. the sides of what was going on there so it was it, it was that sending one line across at a angle um, from river right to river left going kind of at an angle um, not 90 degree kind of you want it you want it more of a 45 going down and then you use that to carry yourself across using the current to kind of pull you away and then you rescue the patient and then you use another line from river left to river right at again a 45 degree angle using the current to carry you back across it's pretty pretty neat and uh when you guys did that, I didn't. I hadn't realized. Um, like I thought you guys had learned that skill yesterday, because Adam Adam came up to me. Because again, uh, Ash and I were there today um, as officers, so we weren't partic- partaking in the swimming part. We were partaking in the command on the shore. Mm. So Adam came to us and said, "Hey, uh, this is what I want. I want you guys to. Um, there's two people trapped across the island. I want to see a tension diagonal up and down. So yeah. And then I, he kind of said, "Yeah, uh, they wouldn't. I, I think I asked him. I said, "Have these guys seen this before?" So nope. <laughs> well, but I knew like half of them would have because there was it yeah. was like half and half. So it was like six guys research, six new guys. So uh, we Ash and I split the crew up, um, you know, and made sure it was like because I didn't really explain to you what it was because it's hard to explain. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna, we're gonna tie these knots and ropes and stuff. And you, as I said, we're gonna do tension diagonals. So who has done tension diagonal before? Six guys put their hands. I'm like, okay, you, you three you, go. You three, three, three come with us. Three. Yeah, split you guys up. Yeah. Um, went pretty smooth, and then yeah, you got to see what it was. Yeah, it's a tough one to it's a tough one to talk through. I think it's definitely one, especially for someone like me. I need to see something to to kind of know what's going on. And even when people were trying to explain it, I was like, nope, just show me. Like, just show me. And then by the time we were done, it's like, okay, I get why we're set up this way now. And then I saw a few few guys going across the top. I was like, okay, now I get. Super Warren go. <laughs> yep. We're watching Warren go and he's, he's, he's doing, doing like, like the full like Superman. Superman and he's like, you know, humming the song. And I'm like, ah, oh, Warren's an idiot. <laughs> he's a bit. But. And then what happens two seconds position. later, Matt's upside down underwater. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, and Matt's an idiot too. <laughs> and that's but. why we try our best to keep those guys separate. <laughs> Somehow they always manage to fight each other. Like <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, But it was it would be one of the things that would be a good takeaway is that it's hard for some people who is researching it to to recognize that, oh yeah, not everybody mm-hmm. has done this and this is new to them and it's like, oh you know, you don't want to speak up and hey, can we take a different pace? So good on you guys for doing it. And and it, and it really you learned all the skills. It was a good introduction, and now hopefully uh, we're allowed to spend some more time building those skills and getting a bit of experience. I would agree. 
I would agree. I think uh, I learned some really important stuff. Just even swimming at a vector was a huge takeaway, which I never had even thought about before. You know, stick in the river, let it float, and see where it goes, and just allow that thing to carry. Like it just it made a lot of sense after we did it and after we discussed it. And then once I actually performed it, it was like, that makes total sense, total sense, but never thought about it before. So thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. Um, for me, it was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, water is extremely humbling and it is insanely powerful. And even something that looks like it isn't really, really is. So just be super careful. As you're doing these things, but um, it was really good to see the the teamwork portions that really went on. Um, we had some new guys. We had some brand new guys. One of the guys um, really just became a firefighter. Just became mm -hmm. a week ago. Yeah, ago. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he, everyone, everyone went through and, and did the stuff and did the things. And our deputy chief came out, which was awesome to see. He got after it on Saturday, um, and. Uh, stuck to basically everything we did and we got to see some snakes too yeah oh you got to see snakes yeah well you didn't hear about that no there was like a water snake oh is that why and it had a it had a fish in it smell but it was like really it had bit off more than it could chew oh was it getting it, drug under or was it dead the or snake no, no the fish the fish was dead but he tried to eat it for like half an hour <laughs> <laughs> and then he finally gave up <laughs> but it was really big. It was the big. fish was really big. It was a big fish. Huh. This little tiny. I think I've never seen a water snake around. Water. It was a water snake. There was like that was there was two. First one, uh, first one we kind of moved out of the way, and oh. then uh, the second one was just kind of chilling there on a rock huh. for a with, a fish. with a fish. Yeah, yeah. kill it. No rattlers. Wherever it is. No rattlers. Huh. I don't think rattlesnakes are water snakes. I have no idea. What do I know about water? I know, I know the logs in your chest hurt. I know that. What do you know about caravans? What do you know about caravans? Apparently, probably. Um, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was, it was a solid, solid day. Um, Matt, from your perspective, I understand obviously that you have uh, have trained in and been in a lot of crazier water than than obviously what we were in. It was, it was more of a just a small rush, but. How do you feel like the the day went overall with the new guys and the so we get some more so we get the one time yeah 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 we yeah. weekend. well anytime you're in the water it's fun yes I wish I hadn't bounced off the bottom so much <laughs> drop structure was good like the guys that I get to do stuff with that's good and gals but in this case it was all guys on a weekend so it was good this is what we have to work with and yeah it's fun yeah I'd do it again. I would as well, actually. I'm still finding bruises everywhere. Um, yeah. In places I didn't even know I had them. But that's my own fault. <laughs> now, down the road, though, yeah, I do want us to find water that we can go and... Like, I know where it is, but to get people on board to, to get out there and, and go have some other experiences. That hasn't always been the case. But. Some more swifter waters? Uh... Yeah, and to go. Yeah, I, like you mean outside of a region. If it even if it was in a region, yeah. but somewhere where you, like off you our could river. be in a, even if it was our river, yeah. but it was big and pushy, and yeah. you had an eddy that you had to swim in behind. I had a course on. I had the first day. Remember, we had a, We tried to do a first swim mm. on, on a on a course uh, on a big river 
or a technical river, it wasn't a big river, technical river. Uh, I blew three eddies trying to get into it and blew all my energy and, and then I was just a bag of human flesh floating down the river. <laughs> and it was so great because really out of dumb luck I washed up on a on a rock. And I was like, man, I was I was just gonna have to float until I got some energy. So yeah. I would hope at some point in time we all get that experience to go find a river that you can swim without bouncing, that has big rocks and hydraulics to get into and eddies to paddle into. It's rad. And, you know, I think when we were maybe a month earlier, this river would have been flowing. No, not no, this year. I, I, well, that, it was a little I won't that river. I always going to say, I think it was even yeah. more than a month because we knew this course was coming yeah. and I drove yeah, across the bridge and across. Oh, that's not good. Oh, just that's not. <laughs> this isn't gonna be a win. If it was last year, it, oh, last year, it would have yeah, been 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 hit with houses and floating by. Yep. <laughs> yeah, would have been. No one would have wanted to be in the water because it was gross. Yeah. It was. It, it was, was gross last year. Yeah, and man, I always have these discussions about training because, especially water rescue training, because it's it's a couple problems with it for training wise because of. Um, one, and I, there, you know, there's a lot of big rivers around our area, but not our river necessarily. And the argument that is made, and, and I tend to agree, is we want to know your area. If you're going to train on a river, you might as well train on our river. Because if you go train on a different river, it's got totally different features. You know, and I know, you know, um, Adam was saying, you know, rivers are um, predictable. predictable. So, yeah, hydraulic's hydraulic, but it's good to train on our river specific because you know maybe specifically on near that island specifically near the drop structures mm-hmm. maybe not at this time of year so that gives us the other problem training wise on a Thursday night when we train it's hard to get the Swiftwater guys to go do Swiftwater because I have to think about 20 other guys that have to train and if you guys are out there on the river well the 20 other guys are going to live on something else and then you guys are going to learn something else that 20 other guys learned. So it's, so we have to send out five or six guys that aren't training in swift water. Oh, sorry. They all, they all, everybody has their awareness. So, you know, they can stand on the shore and do stuff, but then you guys are all in the way and you guys want to play more. You guys want to do more stuff, be in the water more. And these guys are just going to be standing there doing nothing. So does that mean we do a Sunday, which I think we brought up, we've asked before we've, we were going to do at one point. It just never happened because people have lives that get busy because we had brought up you and I were gonna we were trying to organize a Sunday I also don't think at that point as well that there was this many people that were training in Swift Water well, we used to have this many um, but we, yeah. they just slowly dwindled down right. our original crew was uh, 10 or 12 I think and yeah. it just dwindled down over time down about 5 or 6 mm-hmm. and that's why we did this big flush this last time so now we're back up to our 12 right So and then a couple and a few officers that are now not we're not trained to go in the water but we're now trained to Observe, understand. Uh, understand, understand you. I understand yeah. you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Support the scene. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, that was the other part of Sunday today was um, Adam was thrown, and he told us he was going to do this. But basically, yeah. you know, he was like, "Okay, here's the scenario." Or at one point, I was he was on the bridge, so I went just went to go talk to him, and all of a sudden, he's like, "Hey, are you from the fire department?" I'm like. Well, yeah, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, I'm like, oh, it's a scenario. <laughs> he's like, I'm Wade, my buddy down there is Squiggy or something. <laughs> I think that's what your name was. <laughs> and then, Squeegee. Then I, Squeegee, that's Squeegee. What I, I look down and, 
there's Matt stuck in the drum. I was like, oh, Matt's stuck in the drum structure. <laughs> He's like, can you get him out? I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's like, okay, organize the crew. Um, and it's a little different because everybody's standing there watching, going, hey, come on, hurry up. Come up with an idea, with a plan. Whereas in, re- in real life, well, the officer gets there first, usually, with gets her, you know, you usually have a good three or four minutes to at least Formulate. assess what's going on, okay, like on fire or something, you, you, but when everybody's standing there watching you, you're like, okay, what's the plan? Come on, what's the plan? Hurry up, come on, chop blood. Well, <laughs> no, it's like, <laughs> it, I think... Which is good because it's pressure and, I, and you mm-hmm. know, and that makes us grow. grow. Yep. And we had some uh, total failures. We had some, you know, learnable moments. Yeah, yeah learnable moments. Yeah. And we trained, we like training to failure, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, the, uh, and again, it, it becomes it becomes a challenge when, especially when you're not somebody who's trained in Swift War, Absolutely. to be able to then yeah. come up with a plan for the scene. Mm-hmm. You almost need to pull everyone together, hey, there's a situation, what do you think's best? Swift War, guys, let's make a plan. Okay, what do you need? Great, I'll facilitate. How do you need mm-hmm. me? Boom, put me in that spot. Mm-hmm. And you then become an asset. You, be- you become an asset to the team, but an overseer that's still able to detach in a position that is still detached from the scene. They can watch everything mm-hmm. going on. But the, the, the problem is, uh, and what would normally happen on those scenes, on a, on a fire scene, is we're all trained in everything. So we all know a job, we fill a spot, we go and do a thing that we know is going on. And because this was something new, we kind of just stood there and went, well, now we need to kind of figure out still what we're still need, where we need to be. Right? Well, in a, in a, a fire in a house, like a structural fire, there are tasks that we can do and they're always going to be the same mm-hmm. breaching a door is breaching a door sometimes the door is a little harder to breach like the other day but it's still breaching a door venting is venting um, putting water on a fire is putting water on a fire when you go to a river you're like and the guy's stuck in a very unique spot now it's like oh, okay, no, okay. it's a different type of it's it, I, to me it's more like auto wax Mm-hmm. It's a it's a more a comparison to Autowex than it is. Same, it's a rest, different. Right? Yeah. Whereas uh, a house fire is a different beast, right? Whereas uh, uh, water rescue is more like Autowex. But I find with Autowex, I have less stre- less less pressure time because the, per- the person to kill you. Well, the person's Either. breathing. Yeah, like the per- I mean, sorry, the per- the, there's air around them. They're not under- if they're underwater, then that's a water rescue. But if they're yeah. you know they're sitting there. They may be bleeding out, or they may be getting crushed, or they may be, you know, their heart may, you know, be having difficulties. We are still have a sense of urgency, but they're, if they're underwater for more than a few seconds, we have issues. So there's a much, I think it feels, there's a much greater sense of urgency. Because we're, we're just, we're getting there after four or five minutes, so they've already been in the water for X number of times. Yep. What's your point on that, Matt? You're gonna it's something. awesome when someone's yelling at them. Do something! <laughs> Get him out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> Poor word. <laughs> what what happened there, Matt? Uh oh jeez. <laughs> oh, no, okay, so here so <laughs> yeah, okay. scenario two. Matt just got comfortable. Uh, so i have a short attention span and I like firefighting. In the car thing, so if I were talking the car world is if I ever have the chance when we're doing scenarios or even in my role with some other employment that I do with, with the ambulance, his saying, hey, how long do we have? So when we're doing scenarios, I'm trying to be in people's ear going, hey, like, I'll, I'll clap my hands. Like, we got to get this guy out of here. So I'm a real proponent of, like, 
quick and easy contact or quick contact. And we're good in that now in the fire department or like on auto X stuff. And that's going to hopefully develop in the river environment. So I'll take our last scenario and say mm -hmm. it was good. The, the V is good, but with the guy, so the scenario there, the last one was Adam does a good job. He shouldn't have been doing it. His wife would be upset because he's hurt his knee, but he was in a really, she like a, a, <laughs> no, but, she but they will now. Anyway, is, uh, so he was in this crappy spot and is struggling to breathe and he, and he's prepared to do that. So I'd say just if we never had a chance, it wasn't play, whatever is it? The focus being let's get somebody there to stabilize even sooner like yeah and then and then build and brian so anyway but those are building skills well, well and i think and the it's discussion that we had up on the bridge as officers mm -hmm. um and grant's awesome but grant sometimes he'll try to figure out what the instructor wants yes. every time so he's like he wants us to do a v and i said no he wants us to get him out and he's mm -hmm. like no we just did the V. That's what he wants us to do. I guarantee he wants us to do this V. I'm like, all right, well, let's do the V. So we did the V. Mm -hmm. But I had said, why don't, send a, why don't you send a guy to walk over and grab him? Yeah. Right? <laughs> and he's like, That's no, I'm going to want us to do the V because we just trained the V. So I was like, I think he just wants us to get him out, but sure, we'll do the V. I mean, it's not our, you know, he's not actually drowning there. So yeah, a V is a good, that's this thing we just learned is a good skill to reinforce. So let's yeah. do the V. So, um, but I think, I, and I know, I, and I think I know Adam more than Grant does, or maybe I understand Adam's instructional style. He just wants us to do the thing and get the person out. He doesn't really care how it's done, yes. as long as it's done quickly. And, yes. and he, was nice. yeah. I, he was nice. He was nice. Yeah. I, he was, he was nice about it. And there is a learning objective. The learning objective that he wanted was different than what came out. And he recognizes his value and he's like, yeah, okay. Knowing Adam as I do, and other things that the the he would have said, "Hey, let's let's get someone there yeah. to get make sure his head's out of the water and be in contact." And I think that was all the scenarios mm -hmm. today. Yeah. Why Adam <clears throat> put himself over? Because it was like, okay, I gotta ask, I gotta, I gotta bring the scale of this up to make people aware that we gotta act quickly. Mm -hmm. So just to kind of elaborate on that, he had put himself on the other side of the drop structure with the water flowing directly over his head. And we had practiced it earlier where if you put your head under with your helmet on and kind of turn your head slightly to an angle, you can breathe in a pocket. So he had pretended that he had caught himself and got entrapped in that situation with his head under the flow of that current for like five minutes for like five <laughs> minutes yeah and I, I think now and listening to us talk and your your scott saying about the the extrication portions of what we do and the process that we run through for extrication if we'd have thought about river rescue a lot more like uh we think about um extrication in vehicles we'd have had somebody straight down there straight away because the first thing we try and do is get someone in the vehicle stabilize you know and that's the first step that we take mm -hmm. get them in make them comfortable let them know what's going on always keep contact make sure they know what's going on and then rescue mm -hmm. and then rescue and the rest of the guys are doing the thing well that person or those people are making sure the patient's good i think if we'd have had that thought process earlier yeah. That would have been one of the first things that we had touched on, and I don't think it would have come up because it would have just been the the, the yeah. thing we just did. We would have went to it. That probably would have right. been an epiphany for everybody. When because I hadn't thought about the auto X the way you said it, but 
if you took the auto X and you put it there, you'd say the auto X would be somebody gets in there, uh, somebody makes a decision that says we're not going to remove the car from that person because by the time we go through that process or we know we're going to salvage patient, so rip door off, drag patient out, put them in the ambulance, rush them away because they ha- that has to be done in mm-hmm. like five yeah. minutes. Yeah. And, and our, guy, our guys would understand that. Yes. Yeah. They'd be like... We're not going to remove the car. We're going to we're going to and deal with all the spine board stuff and you know, we're just going to get him out because mm-hmm. he's going to bleed out. There's time for the you know the whole yeah, delicate and then there's time for the smash and grab. Yeah. And that last one was a smash and grab. Yeah, but she was smash and grab. <laughs> if he wasn't Well, it wasn't necessarily a smash and a grab, but you couldn't de- you couldn't determine what it was. Because we Until you, because you didn't there. get there yeah. and yeah, we the whole, yeah, we if sure it wasn't him in that situation, if that was Joe Public, were they really breathing under there? No. no. Well, I mean, we still have to treat it as mm-hmm. a rescue. No, for so sure. But uh, I think what I should say is, if oh, you'd have seen mean, somebody in that be situation, more, we we were more, very we much been way more aggressive. Let's slow this down and talk about it. Yeah. And our urgency would have been our urgency yeah. would have been way higher if it wasn't Adam in. Full, full gear. Yeah. I mean, so knowing people, that he's breathing under there, and tricky because it, yeah, it, it's the delicate balance between a training scenario, as we were talking about. It, like, is a training where you can put a pause and say, "Hey, we're going to learn," or mm-hmm. "Hey, we're just trying something," or we're actually, you know, it's not, it's not real. That's right. And so that always makes things. Well, like, and then actually, even the first scenario, or the scenario when you were squeegee, you really remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, well, Squeeze with two Ds. Oh, squeegee. I wanted to try... Uh, we had brought this ladder down, this roof ladder, because he mm. wanted to try to hang it off the bridge, and <laughs> next thing, he's like, oh, he's down there. And I'm like, oh, well, we brought this ladder. Let's try it. Was it the most practical rescue? Mm-hmm. I probably would, we probably wouldn't have tried it in this water condition with one person. Mm-hmm. But the reason why we brought it down was we wanted to see if it was doable. For the if we had multiple um, trap people, would it, would it could have worked? I think it could have. Um, I think it was actually pretty good. I think it got it was awesome good. to see. Especially yeah. the water was a little higher. We would have been ready. Yeah. The, the the ladder would have been right in there with it. Yeah. I don't it know Matt's opinion is on the ladder. Be, I think it would have been <laughs> alright. But the, the problem is, I think for patients, then you've you've now got to try and get a patient to the ladder and get them to climb up the ladder. But, and if they've been in the water for a long time, yeah. especially if it's cold, there's a hell no to that. There's no way they're going to be able to be freezing cold, dragging themselves up a, a like twelve rungs to get to the top of a bridge. And like I said to Grant, though, my point was to him. It's the same as bringing a patient out of a burning structure. We don't always have... To, if the patient's conscious, we're not necessarily carrying them down. They're True. walking down on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's the difference between smoke inhalation coming out of a structure, trying to walk down a ladder, falling maybe onto the ground, versus a little bit of cold coming up a ladder, falling into water if you fall? A little bit of cold. I agree. A lot of bit of cold. Yeah. Your body's just going to shut down. You can't do stuff quick. Yeah. yeah. So. But maybe we don't pull that out in January. We pull it out. Yeah. When, and yeah. my mind, my mind on that was uh, those those girls that got caught in a floaty. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple summers ago, there was like three of them, yeah. three or four of them. Yeah, um, you know, multiple p- patients uh, dragging through the rough structure. Maybe not the best. I, I don't know. I can't remember how we got them out. Um, but you know, maybe the ladder option yeah. would have been there. Yeah, it's good to have another option. Like uh, I just like having the other option. Uh, I think uh, there was that family as well. Um, they were they were on they were on their floaty right on the bar before they hit the rapid 
and there was a fence right next to them, that would have been a situation where I think we could have pro- probably just popped the ladder over the side mm-hmm. and got a mate. Instead, I think we we did something different, but that would have been a perfect situation for them. Yeah. We never did the the ladder bridge. We didn't the ladder bridge. Yeah, Matt developed this pretty cool. <laughs> was it you? Yeah. Yeah, Matt developed this pretty cool system. They could basically make it a drawbridge out of a ladder to get to a car in the water. That's what it was originally designed for, right? That's kind of what your vision was, or it sounds like a video. It does, because uh, you can do a rock. I, I think I asked you. We were on the bridge, and I pointed to a rock downstream. I said, "Is yeah. that would that work? Would that rock down there? Someone was trapped with that rock. Would that work with a drawbridge?" You said, "Yeah, I think it would." So maybe that's what we'll do. Yeah. Sounds like a video there, Matt. There we go. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a definite maybe, but we're for sure going to do it. <laughs> I was going to say. If Matt doesn't want to help the us, ladder we're going to try it. <laughs> we're we test for that, but I don't really want you to be doing it. And the, But the ladder one was like, that was frustrating because I was in the... And all I wanted was somebody that, like... I just wanted someone, like, going back is to say, wanted someone to come down and say, and hold on to me and say it's gonna be okay and not look up and see like look into the sun and see Spence going hey don't go anywhere don't go anywhere and Carl down there and I'm like alright enough of this I gotta give you this is the, the difference between training and trying something versus and that's where it's like, you know, yeah. I was you know, I looking at it and I'm like please just let me swim out of here because I've had enough of this like this isn't no, like, no. and that was kind of like because I wanted to practice that thing I didn't want to necessarily use it in the yeah, scenario yeah. I wanted to practice to see if it worked yeah. but because it was like literally like you're doing a scenario now I'm like okay, yeah. let's try this yeah, thing yeah. We never and tried that's it. why we yeah. all stayed where we were I wasn't really cold but. But, yeah. it was a great weekend mm-hmm. I learned a lot mm-hmm. um, props to Adam uh, if anyone in Canada, I don't know if he's willing to travel to the States, but he might be if you pay. Um, if anyone in Canada is looking for training, Rescue Canada, Adam Laurie, we will get his details. We will post it up on the page. Great instructor, uh, seasoned vet of the rivers and, and many other things. He's uh, he, he's a great, great teacher. Um, again, teaches a lot of the ways that work for us and that we respond to. Um, and will make scenarios work for you in your area. So, think about it. Give a buzz if you uh, if you're if you're thinking about getting on the swift water scene. Um, I know for us we used to have uh, search and rescue, but again, it's it's a we, good. We still have thing. search and rescue. We do, but it's also a good set of skills to have for your department as well. They're, again, mm-hmm. big group of guys like Spence says we're the catch-all. There are going to be times where we get there, and like most people will know, if you're on a fire department. We're normally the first people on scene. So knowing what you're doing in those situations, having that as an option, adding that to your toolbox and your toolkit of skills uh, and having something to go with with that is is valid, Scott. And if you have a river, it's a swift water type river, um, get trained. Like, don't be like, oh, you know, we get one rescue every four years. Um, That's what we used to get. And you know we've been having we've been averaging like one or two a year now. One, one or two a year. Um, so you know years ago we you know I remember when I brought it up originally we had one call and uh, it didn't go well at all. And I'd already ta- I'd taken my tech course years ago and then uh, they're it like was a near miss. Yeah, was, yeah. Um, so then um, I said we need some swift water training. They're like oh we got one call every five years, we're not taking any training. And then uh, another call happened, and actually to bring Sara into it, um, they don't have the best 
Pedro system. So it took them quite a while, and then once they got there, it took them quite a while to get going. And so uh, after that call, the chief and deputy chief decided, okay, we're doing swift water because we need to be quick at this. But no one was really in danger there. It was again that stupid island. But if someone was in danger, we would have we would have lost them because because we weren't prepared. And so don't wait till that happens to suddenly go. Ah, oh, we should do swift water, and don't think you. You know, don't start wearing turnout gear and all. Like, don't be like, oh, this. I would not do rope rescue. So that that'll relate to the water. It doesn't relate to the water at all. It's like, basically everything you do in rope rescue will kill you in the water. <laughs> Tying yourself off to things and wearing harnesses and other than like some knots, a lot of the stuff will get you killed. Like I, we were watching that one video. Yeah. We're not gonna say where it was from, but there was one video of like dudes in full turnout gear and uh, tied into like like full body harness harnesses and getting belayed across the river and. At any moment, or if the guy slipped, he'd be dead. Like he'd slip, and he he was tied into a rope. There's no way to get him out. So, yeah, don't just think because you know ropes or you have some ropes. It's not. It's because first of all, those ropes aren't the right ropes because they sink, right? Yep. Current mantle rope sinks to the bottom of the river, whereas water rope floats on top of the river. So. Yeah. What's your th- thoughts there on the yeah, turning gear? Mm-hmm. Oh, so last year yeah. Adam came for or my. Came Is for this your flow story? Your fun flow story? No, no, no. Oh, I, or, oh the fun flow you story. Do your fun flow. Uh, and I had my turnout gear with me, and oh, he's telling us. And so we decided it was a good day. It was a risk evaluation said it was. So I think yeah, everything jived up, and so we put Adam in turnout gear so he could have that experience, and, uh, and with a PFD on, and he we had a PFD on too. I think so. Oh wow, maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I thought he said he never told us the story. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, Probably. but the the the, the takeaway mm-hmm. is that he made about eight strokes with his arms. So he fell into the water, and he made about eight strokes in his arms, and it was like clear, like oh, you're not gonna sink. It's not all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay. after eight strokes, nine through eleven were like oh, those really suck. And at 12, it was like, you're not doing anything productive. Mm-hmm. You're totally blown out. You've now made 50, like, that's the equivalent of 50 or 60 strokes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't just kick your boots off. And, uh, like, well, it was like, like you oh, know, it sucks. Because is... Um, it's like, okay, throw me a rope, Matt. <laughs> you're 12 feet from the shore. <laughs> Stand Don't up. be a sissy. No, throw me the rope. This is a he, said he, he, said he had to, like, he said he had to, like, roll up on shore because he weighed oh, about yeah. 400 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, mm-hmm. because, like, he said it first because, you know, the turnout gear has a lot of air in it. So he just kind of rode the air pocket and he just floated pretty good. But then he said, yeah, yeah, as soon as he started raising his arms some new strokes. Yeah, as soon as the arm came up, the head would go head. down. So then it was like the breaststroke. And, yeah. and it's like, okay, this is no fun. I'm not going anywhere. So, Word to the wise. So don't worry, you're trying to Fact. Anywhere near yeah. the water. Anywhere. Yeah. yeah. You so should, better just go shorts. <laughs> yeah. You should mm-hmm. not be near that edge. Yeah. Five meters, 15 feet. Like anything else, PPE's on. Mm-hmm. Not turn out here. Nope, nope, nope. Including your fire helmet, don't wear your fire helmet. No. Why? You Why? look ridiculous. You look ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, a fire helmet doesn't have any drain holes, so uh, it'll it pull your head under like an anchor. Yeah. Uh, the drain it's holes, it's like the big brim. Yeah. And, and, and also the brim will, like, that, well, the brim is basically will, will crank your neck the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. How awful would it be trying to, do, like, get your foot entrapment with that helmet? Horrid. Yeah. Horrid. <laughs> Oh, there's no way you're dragging that up there. You're looking at how it would work. The European helmet. Yeah, there's a little. European helmet's almost like a almost like a water helmet. No. So it doesn't have any drain holes. 
They, and they look ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so that's on board. <laughs> that we're we're going uh, to your, oh, so, story. So oh, the other weekend, we're I was on a course as as a, I was on a course with Adam, and uh, we set up the the ankle drill, but we set it up, and just the way that the everything worked out it was like, well, this isn't bad. It's 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 out of the main flow, but it's. All, all it was is that it didn't seem like a whole bunch of flow. You knew it was a little bit more interesting, but it sure didn't seem like a whole bunch of flow. We were standing in that area. And then when you got your foot in there, and you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to cut myself free because I was going first. Actually, Adam went first, and he was like, ah, that, this one sucks. This is like, <laughs> that one was a real gooder. So I kept my knife away, and I was like trying to climb. Like, so your ankle's tied, so you're trying to climb up your leg, and the flow just absolutely just destroyed us. And so head up, down, head up, down, head up, down. I'm like, yeah, okay, this sucks. I'm, you know, I'm going to do this until someone else comes and gets me. Hmm. And so we had to move it. But it sure didn't take much flow. Yeah. So, you know, and especially if your head can go under or you can't get it up. You know, we were lucky in this weekend that you could, you're like, no, put your face in the water. Yeah. Because it was so shallow, but. Normally that's kind of the kind of a part of the whole PFD entrapment one. Yeah. So good times. It was good times. It was good times. And like Scott said, if you got one near you, just go and get your course done. Just do it. Because again, we're out there to try and help, save lives, do the thing, do the job, and make sure everyone around us is safe. So if you've got something like that by you, it should be a skill set, it should be a tool in your toolbox. Ready to go, ready to rock. Because inevitably what's going to happen is someone's going to get stuck, you're not going to be trained, and you're going to go try to help them, because that's what we do. Yep. And then you're going to be in trouble. And you're going to be on the YouTubes. Yeah, yeah. you're on the YouTubes. Absolutely. And, and, and famous for all the wrong reasons. At worst, yeah. At, at yeah. best, you're going to be on YouTube. At worst, you're going to lose a couple of members because you're going to you're going to try. I mean, it's the same thing as uh, this whole exterior, interior, structure, fire bullshit. Um, you know, oh, we're only exterior firefighters. Okay, if someone's trapped and you hear someone screaming inside, burning, burning alive in there, or you know, or you know, there's like a child in there, or even a person instead of structure, you're going in, and because that's what you're gonna do, and you can say, oh no, no, our policies are not going in. Okay, if you're not going in, and I don't even know why you're a firefighter, so um, you will probably end up going in, and you're not gonna have you trained because you will not trained it in training. So, that's why I'm like, I mean, our hall does not do exterior, interior. Everybody, everybody's trained interior, because it just, yeah, it blows my mind. We will, <laughs> that, is, that is a conversation that we will have on the next one. <laughs> uh, we're actually, we, we should retouch on a training episode of why we, why we do things the way we do, how that has evolved. And the, the way that we do with the stack training, I think. Oh, we did that. <laughs> I think no, not in the way that not in the way that I think we need to talk okay. about. It. All right. Yeah, because we've done it, but we've done it in multiple different segments across different things. I'd like to do just one episode with all of that because we get a lot of people. We get a lot of training officers ask um, about this information. We get a lot of training officers that they contact us and say, "Hey, how did you? What do you? And where do you kind of change those things? And what did you start with?" So it would be good if we could just say, hey, you know what? We've answered a lot of these questions in multiple episodes, but here's one that you can listen to that will really try and hit that on the head. 
Yeah. <laughs> Guess we're doing that. Man. <laughs> there you go. Good this is uh, Any more for any more? We're good? Put good books in your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Rope to poop. Should we, uh, we need a real, uh, end on the three rules of swift water from Rachel? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Rachel. I loved it. So we uh, a picture, right? Huh? Because she's commenting on our picture. Yeah. The picture. There's three rules of swift water. We'll see what Matt says about this. Always look cool. Do everything by the book. And if you can't do it by the book, at least look cool. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> My grease. Thanks, Rachel. You're awesome. Yeah. We appreciate your support. Yeah, and we appreciate everyone's support. Uh, we're getting bigger. We're, more people are listening. More people are reaching out. Uh, the shirts are on the way. People are, <laughs> people are craving for the merch. I don't know what it like. It wasn't even something we had kind of discussed with Sutherland, but now it seems like more and more people are asking. So many people are reaching out about it, man. It's great. Yeah, it is good. It's really mm. good. Um, you know, we're, we're nearly up over that, like, 30,000 listens now. 30,000 listens in nearly a year of us running. We're just under a year now. Uh, we are on episode 45 right now of uh, like I can't believe that we've it's become so mm-hmm. popular over such a small period of time honestly as you know for anyone who's known and listened to us for a while we just enjoy sitting down on a Sunday and, and mm-hmm. talking about stuff we are very very excited that people get stuff out of this um, we just want to try and share some of the things that we do in the way that we do it, because we know how tough it was in the beginning for our guys to be able to do these things. We know that, you know, that the changes that have been made here, people want to make in their place, but they don't know where to start. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to begin. And they, they have no progression path on what to do. And we, we're just trying to give some building blocks, some motivation, something to give you a, just a little bit of inspiration to kind of get you moving. We're not the be all end all. We do things wrong. We know that. We talk about the things that we do that work for us in the mm-hmm. situations that we're in, and we hope that you can take that for what it is, and and at least get a piece of information that helps. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> what? Good times. Okay, <laughs> you stayed on track. We need a sign off. I've listened. We need you a sign off on our video. You stayed on track. You stayed on track. Well, you maybe see her here, but. We need to sign off on our videos on everything we do. Stay we, DTFF. Stay DTFF. Stay DTFF. Is that it? Sure. Is that the new sign off? Yeah. Oh. I normally just say good night, everyone. Stay safe. Yeah. I like that. Huh. Right? As a listener, right? it's comforting. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Makes you feel good about things. Yeah, I like it. Ash, Carl, thanks, guys. Scott. Good night, everyone. Stay safe. Oh! <laughs> stay. I'm Matt. That was better than I thought. There you go. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Stay DTF. (laughs) And stay safe.